wanted to send some words of encouragement. Y'all stay focused. Y'all keep working hard. Believe in yourself. Prove everybody that doubts y'all wrong. Show up every day. Stay pure. Keep your heart pure. Stay motivated. Stay inspired. Show love to your people. This podcast has been brought to you by Four Eyed Production. And now, let's start the show. white people know that dogs in Flint don't have water. Have, has anybody um, tried that yet? Oh, because tried they'll get bro- all the gallons. Oh, for sure. They will get all the gallons. They will spend their mortgage <laughs> it's not funny. payment to go and get the gallons for the puppies. Right. It's really sad. It's very sad that they treat dogs but then they treat black people. A shame. 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 <laughs> Everything goes back to uh, Game of Thrones. I cannot <laughs> wait. Okay, Cersei. Ah, I know. She's so bad. I'm She's so, so I, bad, but I, it's so good. It's so good. I can't wait to see what happens to her in this season. And I heard it's going to go by quickly. I know. And, and then I heard that the creator was like, everybody is going to get what they want, but it's going to come with a, you know, at a, a cost. Price. Okay. So oh I don't my God, know. What does that mean? I don't know, but that's what he said. Oh, everybody my God. is going to get what they want, but it's it's a price to be paid for that. I don't know if everybody's going to get what they want because what I want is for everybody no, to give. No, not my- you. He's oh, talking them. about the characters. Okay. Not you. Well, it's my not birthday. Us. It's going to be my birthday. I should get it how I want it. You should, but boo-boo. <laughs> that ain't what, that's not what he said is going down. He said that, you know, the characters going to get what they want. Well, what Cersei wants is the Iron Throne. What, what everybody wants is the Iron Throne. Is this a situation where, like, what's that movie where they, oh, Mean Girls, where they broke off a piece of the crown and they gave it to everybody? It could be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's just what he said. That's what that's just what he has said. He said everybody's gonna get what they want at a price, and I just hope that Jon Snow doesn't die again, because then right. I'm gonna be mortified. I want so I agree. What I want is for them to give Jon Snow all the things he's been through enough, had to live his whole life as a bastard. When really he is not a bastard. No, he's he is he, right. The king, right. The what what do they call it? The prince um uh, oh what's the phrase? King of the North? No, no, no. Like the prophecy called called the person who's gonna end up on the Iron Throne. I really hate that I can't remember this. But I can't they either. call him the prince of something or I don't know. 
the person who's supposed to win, basically. But then I was reading an article that said that by print, like prints can be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So it could be prince or princess, princess, which would mean that it could be Daenerys Targaryen. Or that baby that she's about to get pregnant with. Because I'm sure she's going to be pregnant. Incest. Incestual relations. I mean, it's it's just not a good uh, Caucasian epic without it. Without it. Okay. At least I'm not as grossed out by this because they don't know. It would be different if they knew. They don't know. I we think, know, but they don't. I think I'm grossed out by it for that reason. Like, because when they find out, how are they going to feel? Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Because okay. I don't know. Jamie and Cersei freaks me out because y'all know and y'all madly in love with and each twins. other. Yeah, that's just weird. But it is gross. They kind of broke up, though. Yeah, because she don't care about nobody. Mm-mm. It's gross with John and Danny. Because we like that. Right. Um, but they don't you know. You and Danny like yeah, that. Yeah, me and Danny like that. Okay. But they don't know. So I'm not as grossed out by it because they're not willingly sleeping with their twin. Like, you know, it's gross, but it, it's different because they don't know themselves. I feel like I saw a talk show about this in the 90s one time where, like, these kids had been separated. Not at birth, but, you know, like, put in different homes. Or maybe it was at birth. And then they ended up dating their, or marrying their twin, or marrying their sibling. I mean, it could happen. Think about, like, people who donate their eggs to science, or to, for other women to have, who can't. That's true. I mean, you don't know if your children grow up, and then. Or vice versa, like, if, you know, men are sperm donors. Yeah. You don't know. I meet you, and it's just something about you, right? Right, because (laughs) we got half of the same DNA. Exactly. I mean, wow. it could happen. It could happen. But now it's like, even with the ancestry DNA, you know, they said that it would be illegal or or they have to give your DNA to the FBI. They have to is what they're saying. So Wait when, a minute. How did we get here? Because it I was. said half of the DNA. Right. So ancestry, I think it's ancestry.com or whatever it is, say they, they turn over your information to the FBI. They just do like once you do it, they turn it over. Mm-hmm. Well, we I already like know. I mean, I don't know why I was about to act surprised because didn't we say that from the very beginning? I think we did, but like this is my thing. I God forbid don't plan on doing anything that the the FBI can hold over my head with my DNA. <laughs> so I'm just like, eh. okay, because I know someone personally who, and this was this is a true story. I don't know if she listens. She may be listening, but hey, girl. But I know someone who was adopted, Mm -hmm. did it to kind of find out their background, and had a match. Okay. Their biological sister they didn't know existed. So, I can't can't be like I'm against this because... Oh, yeah. You know, it it has helped people. I've seen that. I've seen that on the shows where, like, they'll have a room full of people that will do it. And they'll tell everybody where they're from, and then they'll say, you have a cousin in this room. Like, wow, like, that's kind of dope. Yeah, people so, are so emotional, which I can't imagine. And and the thing that, like, people need to realize is that, unfortunately, the government can do whatever they want anyway. Right. So, it's nowhere around <clears throat> some of this stuff. Like, if they're going to do what they want to do. So, you have to think about do the benefit of you having this information and knowing some more of your origin and background and history and meeting potential Family members, does that outweigh the thought of having your 
DNA turned over to the FBI. Right. I mean, I and get, then make your choice. Yeah, I get that. I think people, black people in particular, are just so distrustful because at every turn, when it sounds like too good to be true, it has been. So if you tell me like, oh, I can go take a DNA test and we can find, you know, siblings of yours or your father or something like that like yes i'm very interested in doing that but what's the catch because there's always been a catch and the catch is we're gonna give it to the fbi exactly (laughs) so yeah pick your poison Mm -hmm. anyway hey y'all i'm a girl named tiffany and i'm courtney b (laughs) episode 57 of the culture shop podcast 57 of them things (laughs) are you gonna do that every week going forward Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe if the if the spirit moves me, if the spirit leads me. You know what? You got spirit led and mine is if all hearts and minds are clear. Okay. We just this, real churchy up in here. Listen, let the spirit lead, okay? Well, I just had a conversation with that about people in church carrying the songs out too long. And my mama always had this saying, when they carry the songs out too long, the spirit leaves. And you can tell when the spirit done left. Like, the spirit... Will lead and guide you. I'm tickled because what if it's the spirit that tells them to keep singing? Then you would feel it. No, no, no. If the spirit, no, you can tell. No, that's what I'm saying. Like when the spirit is telling you to do something, I'm not gonna give y'all all all of my secrets. Okay, when the spirit is is what sharing is caring. When the spirit is leading you, you know you feel it. You can you can sense when the spirit leaves. When that song. When ain't nobody moving, when everybody looking like it's about twenty seconds after. Now that's enough. Yeah, this okay. that means the spirit has exited left stage the left, and it's time for you to sit your butt down. Okay. So the spirit led me to say fifty-seven of them things. All right. And whatever else the spirit leads me to do, that's what we shall do here on the Cold Shot Podcast. Just don't cut up today. That's all I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to asking. cut up. I'm that, not that going is to not cut of up. God. Okay. Listen. Sinners need love, too. Okay. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. Got so, ugly. how was your... He, he ain't too fond of pretty, so I heard. Um, How was your weekend? Listen, we both had some pretty eventful, I should say, weekends. Yeah, I had a good weekend. Tell me. I mean, I went to the Millennium <laughs> Tour. Duh. Like, I see you with your little B2K shirt. Okay. <laughs> my boo right here. Where he at? Where my boo at? Who is your boo? Oh, he is right. No, girl, I wasn't sure. No, that's why I'm asking. Omarion is my boo. Let's get that together. Omari Granberry is my boo. He is my high school sweetheart. Does he know that? He don't have to know. I know. Hey, I was just asking. And everybody around me knows. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, it was awesome. As you guys can hear, my voice is still kind of sketchy. But I mean, it was so good. It was so good. Um. One thing I can say is that, wow, I, I, the main reason why I went was B2K because those of us who were younger, like, I ain't have money to go to the screen tour. So all the other girls went to the screen tour. I ain't get to do none of that. Like, so this is my first time ever seeing B2K and I was excited. But I'm being honest and I always try to be honest. Pretty Ricky showed out. Pretty no, Ricky showed out. I mean, lying. through draws in the crowd and everything. I was just like... Wait, whose draws? Spectacular through his draws in the crowd. Don't nobody want that. If you would if you would have seen that strip tease, oh. everybody was in there uh getting hot. Cause I was like, if that's what his wife is getting, sis is satisfied. Okay? She's probably not though, because 
<laughs> Never mind. I just, I'm not going to dog nobody today. But one thing I can, I mean, they had high energy and pleasure piece sounds exactly. I heard that. I oh my God. Sounds exactly like the records. Mario was amazing. Yin Yang Twins had the hit. I told you to go up for me whenever Mario got on stage. Mario did his thing. And you okay. know, that is my birthday twin. Yeah, I didn't know that. Same year, <laughs> same day, everything. It's like my birthday twin. And Lloyd? Lloyd was my least favorite. Oh, sad to hear that. Lloyd didn't have the keys. He, I don't know which key he was singing on, <laughs> but he was either over or under the he key. He was on one of them. He was on one of the keys, but not the key. Right. He looked good, though, as usual. Um, but when, oh, and they brought on Anthony Hamilton, which was good. I think yeah. in every city that they're going to, they're bringing out somebody. But something that I love is like, I love when the visuals are thought out. And for B2K, they had this whole opening that was like focused on like the early 2000s. Like it talked, it showed Y2K, it showed the Clintons, it showed all the, you know, pop music people that were out, all the trends, and then it showed, you know, all the chaos whenever B2K would go somewhere, and then it talked about the breakup. It was just, they put a lot of thought into that, and it was really, really good. They did the whole, um, you got serve break, dance breakdown. It was just, it was good. I screamed my face off. You know, people had on their... Um, spray painted t-shirts that we used to wear back in the day with their names on it was just very nostalgic and I enjoyed myself and if they put together a boy band tour like if we could get Pretty Ricky B2K Jagged Edge I already told have you have Jodeci pop in and out it would be it would be lit I know it it would be I lit I know it would you can put 112 on there 112 boy Silk. band tour drew hill yeah get them all on there it, I, it was it was good I'm, I'm in that thing it was good and and one thing that i want to say too and then we can move on because i don't want to monopolize the time because we've been off for a week and so much has happened exactly but one thing that i would like to just ask as a courtesy to our listeners because see our listeners have sense mm-hmm. so to our listeners i would like to ask that we all take into consideration that Things that were trendy at a certain time, like in the past, they were trendy and popular for a reason. Yeah. And that we shouldn't look at things through the lens of, of now. 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what kind of <clears throat> irritated me with this whole Millennium Tour because you see a lot of bashing on social media about why y'all want to go. And they were, and I'm like, y'all are just the same way we do Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice. Right. Yes, when we look at it now, it's kind of corny. But at the time, those things were hits. Right. B2K was the biggest black boy group of that era. And I don't think we've had one that big since then up until Pretty Ricky. And to be honest, Pretty Ricky wasn't as big as B2K. I feel like they were... Were they the same age as B2K? Because I always yeah. felt like they were They were the older. same age, but they came... They're the same age, but they came out later. So when B, when Pretty Ricky came okay. out, they are the same age they as B2K, age. but they released... Older music older. because they were older by that time. By that time, exactly. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because some of that. Even like, now, I'm, even now, I listen to well, some of Pretty band, Ricky. kind of raunchy. But if you think about it, Jodeci... You know, like, Pretty Ricky is kind of like the Jodeci, and B2K is more so the 
not really boys to men, but like Drew Hill. Because, you know, Drew Hill wasn't bad, but they weren't boys to men. You know what I'm saying? They they had an edge. Boys to men ain't have no edge. I'm not going to say Jodeci is pretty Ricky. Because when I think about Jodeci songs, like, yes, they were a little more adult. But they still sound like love songs. When a pretty Ricky song came on, I used to be like, ooh, turn this <laughs> I wouldn't. I say turn it I out. Know, turn it out. I know <laughs> you did. Out. I know you did. But um, but yeah, I enjoyed myself. Um, my brother was in town, and um, so we hung out. I caught up on some TV. Saw the Twilight Zone first episode with Jordan, with Jordan Peele as a narrator. You did. It was so good. I know it was. It was uh, so good. I Tracy Morgan was in it together. Yeah, I and heard he that. was actually serious. And it was a point in there where he had some lines that were kind of scary, and I was like. Tracy? Yes. It was good, and I can't wait to see um, more, but that's pretty much it. Okay. So, it was concert weekend because, and I know you would have been here if you could have, but I know the whole Millennium Tour thing was going on before we found out that Dreamville was going to be on the same weekend. So, those of you who know, know, I just love all the musics. All the musics. Mm -hmm. Every genre, I love it. And um, got the Dreamville tickets last year and the concert was supposed to be what like in september and then of course we live in north carolina so the storms came um and we had to reschedule and they said you know you can get a refund or you can just come in april i'm like boom april my birthday month great Mm -hmm. birthday kickoff so that was the expectation to like go to raleigh um i'm not from raleigh but i am from the 919 so it feels like home whenever i go there and then cole is having like a festival which is something we normally don't have for us in the area i'm there went to dreamville um it's been raining a lot and it rained the day before so it was like kind of crazy and if you go through the social media of the performers you can just see First of all, it was like a family atmosphere. There were 40,000 people out there. Um, as far as I know, even now, like, there was no drama. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Two stages. And you can see, like, videos of, like, even Tiana Taylor getting out the car. And, you know, her shoes are getting muddy. And it's just like, okay, well, this is what it is. We're going to do this. But when I tell you, everybody rocked the stage like it was nobody's business, y'all. Just Find the hashtag Dreamville Fest or Dreamville or Dreamville Festival and go and look at some of the videos. It was crazy. And I'm so glad that I can say that I was at the first one. Um, They had, you know, people like Mez and Omen and Rhapsody um, and Boss and Black. Mm -hmm. I think you saw Black uh, last year. Mm -hmm. I saw Black and Boss. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to. um, I think we both saw SZA. So SZA. Killed it. Um, Ari Lennox was there. Tiana Taylor, of course. Nelly had like all the old hits. Somebody has said something too. Like, why? I'm like, <sighs> just relax. That's what they need to do. Cause he he killed it. Cause this is what I this is what I want to understand. How did how are these people even relevant if at the time the music wasn't good? Exactly. That's why I'm just like, of course now it's not people. like. No. Oh, but but but, it is though because at a festival like that, you should have seen those people going up for Nelly. I mean, like I'm saying, like if if he had some of those songs now, we may think that like oh, it's kind of corny. It's corny. But at the time, it was not corny. Like we liked it because if we didn't, he wouldn't still be around. It wouldn't be relevant. It wouldn't be nostalgic for (laughs) it. Right. Um. At the end, they had um Twenty One Savage on one stage and then SZA on the other. 
And then J. Cole was on the same stage as 21 Savage. Um, after the fact, he bought 21 back out to do uh, a lot. And it was so good. During Cole's set, he brought out um, Meek Mill. And it was so live. Like, I don't your heart was just pounding. Like, the music was so good. Everybody did a great job. Um, of course, most of you have probably seen on social media um, because The Shade Room has reposted it. And a couple of other uh, outlets have reposted some of the tributes, the Nipsey Hustle tributes, which we will get into that. <clears throat> but J. Cole did his tribute to Nipsey to um, Love Yours, mm -hmm. and it had a reel going, and it was so good. And Big Sean, so between Big Sean and J. Cole, those were my two favorites of the whole thing. First of all, Big Sean can rap. I say this all the yeah, time. Like He is a too. lyricist, and I was not disappointed at all. And I, I would like to say him included it wasn't everybody didn't get on every single person got on stage and said something about nipsey and they didn't get up there and be like oh this is for nipsey and then start singing it was like everybody stopped their set or at the end of their set was like i need to talk to y'all for mm -hmm. a number of moments about nipsey it was just so good so um i wasn't disappointed and i know he said j cole said that he was gonna do it or hopes to do it again next year um, yeah, because I, I was reading that it obviously went better than expected. Mm -hmm. Well, not from not from our standpoint. Right, from a fan standpoint. But from the city standpoint. Money. But, yeah, money. And I ain't trying to be funny, but this 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 wasn't like a trap festival. No, so the, it wasn't. The, the people that would attend this show, I wouldn't expect them to cut up. Right. Which is a good thing. With 40,000 people, I would expect there to be something, not not anything aggressive, but I just didn't hear of anything, and maybe mm -hmm. I just didn't hear it. But I was thinking that the whole time we were out there, I'm like, man, the amount of money that J. Cole brought to the city, to the state, but definitely to the city of um, Raleigh, just by doing this, like, I'm sure that they would have yeah, him back. do it again. And there were things, so there are slight criticisms. I don't mean it in a negative way, just, a, oh, maybe y'all should do this next time. Or people have to stand in line too long. Or maybe they should try food trucks instead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, let vendors come in and really do their thing. Why don't you and, reach out to them? See if you can't get on some committee. You know what? I'm way ahead of you, buddy. Okay. Yes. So, um... You might need to be on there, too. Listen, because I can tell you some things. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, as long as they try to make it better every year or every year they decide to do it, I'm there. It's, it, it was good. Yeah, yes, I, I was tired of saying it, but it was as, good. As long as they don't have it on a day where one of, them, one of the ledges is down, I'll be there. But for the most part, there are only a handful of people that was at the Dream, Dreamville Fest mm -hmm. that I haven't seen Right. You know, so I hate that I missed that because it is in North Carolina, but. Girl, you missed that standing up, though. Woo. That's And see, that's my thing. Like, I do not. I do not. the fe I mean, but I'm not saying it, though. It's a yeah, festival. You get it. I get it. And I know what I'm willing to do. Now, VIP didn't have to stand up the whole time. And VIP in the beginning wasn't super expensive. So, I mean, it's one... Maybe next time. Yeah, that's what we we'll would have, have paid for. Yeah. Because people can call me what you want. I'm not... I have a space issue. <laughs> I don't want nobody all over top of me. Mm -hmm. 
it's just it's just not comfortable. So next time, next year, because we know that it's gonna come back because it was a success. When we go, we we either need to have on some press passes press passes or we want to get VIP because I can't. I'm gonna go with both. The Made in I America, be? the Beyonce thing has ruined me with festivals. Okay, Child. it has ruined. Me, yeah, I don't ever. She's not doing Made in America, girl. I don't no, ever have to do it no more. Mm. And I love Beyonce, but even if Beyonce show up, I will stream it on title. I will see Beyonce when well, she got a place for me to sit down. Right. Okay. But I'm okay. glad that it went great. The pictures looked awesome. I know it's gonna be bigger and better. Um, and so I'm just proud of everybody that was there. And I hate that, like, all of my faves were there. Well, not all of my faves, but some of my faves, like J Cole. Black SZA, Boss. I like SZA, but I don't know if she's not my fave. I like her, but those are those are some of my like. I was listening to Black on the way over here. Yeah, and and I listened to Boss on the way to and on the way home from work. Today. And Boss Saba and Nipsey, those were my two favorite hip hop albums of last, last year. year. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved to see because when I saw Boss, this album wasn't out. Yes. So I would love to see him do stuff off Milky is Way. Good. Girl, yeah, it's, it's really from good. From beginning to end. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I like that was my favorite. That um and Nipsey. Victory Lap. Those were my two favorite hip hop albums. Cause I remember I tweeted this and I was like, I mean if some of y'all R and B artists actually had R and B albums, I would have more to pick from, but y'all don't. So right. we just gonna talk about hip hop <laughs> because I don't know where y'all was with the R and B albums last year, because there weren't any. They were all like trappy poppy. Fake Migos R&B. And she don't get down with that. Trappy Poppy. Yeah. Um, I just had a thought. I'm going to let what? it go. No. Um, you know who they should have? Listen, I feel like they did your boy Grimy. Or they did my boy Grimy on the Millennium Tour, though. They did who Grimy? Sammy. Why didn't they put Sammy on He there? was in Atlanta. I don't know why they didn't put him on. I feel like but he, he, he's still cute. He still looks good. And he can. I don't know. Still below. I always been a Sammy fan. But I'm gonna tell you who did who did good. Who? Bobby Valentino. Oh, I bet he did. He did good, but I'm so mad. I said he should sing Blackberry Molasses. Cause I bet you half the people in here don't even know that that's him singing that. You think so? You think people don't know? I told I told my best friend she didn't realize it was him. <gasps> yes! People don't realize that that's Sunny! him. People don't realize that what? that's him. That was like my attraction to Bobby Valentino. I mean not I attraction because I didn't know, I had no idea until I until I until for somebody mentioned it and I went and looked at the video and I was like, oh my god, it is him singing. Yes. I didn't know that that was him, but but yeah, that was so, my introduction. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I like him. Then. He did good. He did like a little James Brown tribute. It was really good. He okay. did a good job. Um, but yeah, Sammy could have definitely been been on there. That did your boy grimy, but that's okay. I could see Sammy, and I'm, I'm gonna move on. But I could see Sammy and a Raheem Devon, and maybe somebody else, and I would go see that too. But does Sammy have? What did you? So his last album. Take a listen to his last. Okay, album because and I'm like, let me know. I don't want to hear. No, he has them little, them little poppy songs. Like we grown now. No, I want to hear some grown up songs. Listen to the last album. Let okay. me know what you think about his grown up music. Now I'm gonna tell you who could go on a tour like that is Eric Bellinger. Yes. Eric Bellinger and Raheem Devon can do a tour, and maybe Tank. A word. A word. That would be so good. I also don't know how he does live now, but um, Marcus Houston, I always liked his love songs. I like that song with him and Mike Jones. That was my jam. It was a remix. But yeah, well, I like Marcus Immature. Where are they at? 
Now that's who needs to come back. Cause girl, people oh, be up in there. Oh my god, I would lose it. That's who needs to come back. Well, immature Iron Man, so yes. whatever they want to be called. I, but they can get called whatever they whatever, want. Whatever, so just I'm come okay back with it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, a Hit nationwide. A, I will boy, never lie. You know what? What? Don't steal my idea. Don't. What if we? We should just round table. Okay, because I got a banger idea. Okay. Because it's so many. Yes, girl. <laughs> Girl. girl, girl. Okay, let's okay, move on. Okay, moving right along. So every week we tell you guys the good, bad, and indifferent. We let you know what's been going on in the world, what's happened in the news cycle. I know we haven't seen you guys for two weeks, so we're going to try to get through some of this. Um, we tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We love to hear from you. Um, we often don't agree with each other, but that is okay. This is That's like the makes view. A good show. No, it's not. <laughs> it's how the view should be. Okay. That's what I need to have us on there. Blue. Okay. Then you could just have us like an on-site correspondent. You know, we could be out with the people. Because I'll smack Megan. Okay. I will shake the table. Speaking of Megan. I will shake let's, the table. Let's, let's go there. Did you see that? Did you guys see that clip? I, I First of all, don't... Listen, I know she's not black and that we usually just do a lot of black highlights on this show. Well, we'll but be there and not, Okay, that's fair. They're black. Well, but we won't talking about them. <laughs> did not mean it the way that it sounded because I guess Whoopi is in this a little bit but what you're not going to do is disrespect Joy I'm 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 very like annoyed by this because it is it is not just healthy discourse right it is not just healthy disagreement it is at this point becoming disrespectful and I'm all for ratings mm -hmm. and you know because a little bit of drama is good a little but bit of not that but that, it, this is not that it is very disrespectful she's elitist she's spoiled like i told you the other day megan is spoiled she's spoiled and i don't know like and this is this is one one thing that i have against the the talking head culture that is like that dominates the news cycle because you have a lot of people who are on air giving their opinions as if they're facts and people are thinking that these are like true, you know, people with degrees and they're journalists yes. and political analysts and still stupid. And they're, and they're not like, these are just people like you and I right. who've read a few books and mm -hmm. got on a TV show and just Gave give our opinions, opinion. which is what Megan is. She get, she is on this, I'm a political analyst and I'm just trying to figure out where did you get these credentials? Because getting an art history degree from Columbia University does not make you a political analyst. Right. Does so not a political analyst make. Having a father that was in politics does not make you a political analyst. Right. You are a talking head. Mm -hmm. You give your opinion and it is not fact. Right. Um and you're low you're you and Abby are Low men on the totem pole. Look, y'all just got here, right? You just got here. And I think that's here. the frustrating part for the whoopies and the joys. Yeah, like it's how like, you know, like your job is to listen to me. That's no. what she told Joy, girl. Yeah, and Joy was so stunned. And, and I know she was, and that that's why Whoopi was like, you know, what we're not gonna do. Go ahead and say your piece, and and Joy's like, I forgot. She probably didn't forget what she was gonna say. But she was probably so infuriated that she just didn't want to give any more energy to it. Yeah, because they go at it all the time. Mm -hmm. They go at it all the time. And even Joy alluded to the fact that they even argue 
they argue off oh, the air yeah. too. Because when Elizabeth Hasselbeck, and if you guys haven't watched The View and don't remember who Elizabeth is, just Google Elizabeth versus Rosie O'Donnell and you'll see what I'm talking because about. Because child, Used to be a mess, but she was on there, um, I think it was last week or the week before last because she has a book coming out and her and Joy, her and Joy were, were talking and basically Joy said, yeah, her and you and I argued, but unlike some of us, we never argue backstage. So <laughs> did she say that yes. on, on the show? So that leads me to believe because her and Megan were, were the ones having the discussion. And then Joy chimed in and said, yeah, but we didn't argue backstage like so, some of us. So I knew what she was talking about. So let me just say this. In my mind, the way that this will work, if it's not working out from a casting standpoint, is that Megan would be the one to go. Right. But I'm going to tell you what would not stun me if one day it was Joy that wasn't there and Megan got to stay. And it I wouldn't, wouldn't watch it anymore. Me. Oh, I believe you. I, I wouldn't believe watch that it, it wouldn't be popular, as popular as it is. But I'm just saying, if for no other reason than people like you and myself, and I know there are plenty of others that are like this, are like, we will not have it. No. Even if, even I feel like if Sunny left, I don't know if I would continue to watch either because... Mm-hmm. Sunny, Sunny is like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Sunny has so much career experience, right. and just from her background, right. she's Afro Latina. She's Catholic. Mm-hmm. She's pro life. Mm-hmm. She's a lawyer. She has a law degree and a journalism degree. Right. She used to prosecute sex crimes, like. You don't, this is a black unicorn. Like, I don't know if they could find anybody. She is the most decorated person on that panel. So if Sunny leaves. Are you saying that against Whoopi? I'm talking about when it comes to politics. Yeah, to to knowing the facts. Okay, I just wanted to throw that out there. Sunny is not most decorated from like a acting or entertainment, but I mean like. Like degrees. I know what you meant. I just wanted you to be a little specific. Yes. For the people. Because I didn't want you to get dragged for no reason. Ain't nobody going to drag me because I love Whoopi. But we we, we ain't going to get on her and Ted dancing in his black face. So. We, I think we've, we've mentioned it before. So. I would prefer Sunny. Because, and the reason why I'm saying this is because. Sunny. And I love Whoopi to death. But Sunny. Does not waver on the black shit. Right. Whoopi. Can waver sometimes, and she can waver when in regards to some of her views about sexual assault, yeah. racism. When it when Women's she knows issues. the person mm-hmm. that has been accused or it's alleged, or you know, she comes with this. Well, I know them type right. of thing, and I don't care if you know them. I don't it care what. I mean, they're not capable. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I love Whoopi, but I think because Sunny has that law background and journalism background, she's able to be facts. Right. And you need you need someone with the facts and not just opinions. Because everybody else, I mean, we love Whoopi, we love Joy, but they, they're just opinions. Right. right. We need someone. And they'll ask her, they'll be like, well, Sunny, what do you think? You're the you're the one with, you're the lawyer. Sunny is the SME on the show. And so that's, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Like, Sunny is my girl. Like, I freaking love Asuncion. Okay. That's my boo. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Let's let's roll because okay. you know I will get going about the future. Um, golly, it's so much. Um, it's so very much. Can we talk about Beyonce? Can we? Can we? 
Beyonce, Beyonce, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy boys. Of right. course, we can talk about Beyonce forever. So I just want to start out by saying my birthday marks one year to the day that Beyonce held the blackest performance ever at Coachella. I yes. mean, you know, some people might argue that the whole lemonade thing, but I just mean you know what I mean. And so on April seventeenth mm-hmm. to commemorate. That performance, uh, a documentary is coming out. I screamed when I saw it for the first time. I'm so excited. Um, I love you, Netflix. And it's homecoming. Mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing. What? Blue Ivy is in charge of the girls. Okay. okay. <laughs> Blue Ivy is in charge of the girls. Blue Ivy is in charge. Am I Did in charge of the girls? You that's what, are that's what in Blue charge said. of the girls. Am I in charge of of the girl. Did you see that? That girl, she is everything. You hear me? That little girl is ever... I bet she is her parents. True dream. And them two babies. So, so detour. Skirt! I know y'all saw the picture of I Beyonce. It. I posted my niece, my niece so, and my nephew. <laughs> I, put it, I put mine on my Insta story. I felt conflicted, right? Why? Because when I first saw it, I was angry. Why? Because I know that that's not what she wants. How do you know? Because it would have been a better picture. First of all, you know Beyonce does not play about those pictures. It was nothing wrong pictures. with that yes, picture. Yes, it was. It was gla- a glare on it from where somebody took the picture. You don't think that you you think that that wasn't somebody who snapped a picture that wasn't supposed Mm-mm. to snap it. Who you think took it then? I think they took it, and I think they released it to somebody. I do because nothing gets past now, them. Now you know you know that I believe that that happens nothing all of gets the time. Past them because my thing is why would she, why would she be upset when we about to see him on a documentary? But because okay, if she was upset, it would be because you know she likes to release things in her own time. We know and she if didn't. we weren't, I, we don't. But we also you know, know she's sneaky. I do. Trust me, I do. But like in my mind. Beyonce, knowing that Homecoming is coming out next week, I probably would think she wouldn't release that photo when, you know how like we go to her concerts and then when you go to her concert, then you see like pictures of the kids. That's how we got introduced to Blue Ivy and the wedding photos and the pictures of the twins, like real video footage of the twins for the first time. I would think that she would just let it be released once the Netflix documentary came out. And I'm going to tell you who I thought it was to begin with. Who? Matthew. Because, you know, her daddy, he be extra sometimes. He do, but I don't think he would go to the... I don't think... I think this is what I think. Okay. Either scenario could be true. Yeah. Okay. Beyonce went to the Matthew Knowles School of PR. She did. They just went to the NAACP Awards a couple of weeks ago. They know the documentary is coming out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is what I took it as. And this may not be this may not be how it got leaked, <laughs> but I feel like with everything that was going on with Nipsey, Beyonce was like, here, I'm going to give y'all something because you're sad. Take the kids. Look at the kids. Here you go. Put this out. Let, 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 let people hear some joy. Here's some joy for everybody. She know the documentary about to come out. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. It's just, D. it's just, it's buzz. It's fodder. It's just, she know what the kids look like. I, I totally don't disagree with that, but I, I just feel like if Beyonce had released a picture and given it to somebody, it just the quality and the, I'm not saying the quality of the photo was bad because it was It looks terrible, like somebody maybe took a picture of a picture. In a frame. Now that could be true. Yeah. 
That glare just, gave it away. Okay, that could be true. So, but at least it was a good picture. It was a good picture. At least it was a good picture. And them kids look exactly like their parents. They do. I just want to hug them. <sighs> me too. We'll never have the opportunity. Don't say uh, that. You okay. don't. You put that evil on me, Ricky. Bobby, I'm just saying. Don't Listen. So my guy moved. Go back. And my guy said I can have whatever I say I yes, want to have. Yes, but when they get older. Oh, now don't. That's what I mean. Like, I'm thinking under the context of people, <laughs> protective, parents, True. mama bear. True. And we don't know them like that, like True. that to, you know, it'd be like, girl. I just told you the story about girl. the little um, grandson from Nutella that's got to have a whole guard of um, people to go to the beach because his grandparents own Nutella. I'm going to meet my niece and nephew one day. I, I don't. I don't doubt it. Not one bit. And I'm going to be right there beside you. Um, so, but in other news, dealing with Beyonce. So, you want to talk about the NAACP Image Awards and all that went down? I do. But I don't know. I may look at this different than you do. But go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. No, I'm good. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to hit the um the whole Omari situation. That's not what you're talking about. Okay. First of all, I just want to say that my favorite show got a whole bunch of awards, which is blackish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well Rightfully so. As well as the Black Panther did too. So, I just want to put that out there that this was a good award show. Go where you celebrate it. And I just want to say another thing. Yes. Everybody always say that Jay-Z, Beyonce, those, they was there. Okay? Yes, go Front where you celebrate Go where you celebrate. And that's where they took their black asses. But the people, black ass awards. But people were lined up. This kind of annoyed me because people were lined up like at their seats to say hello. To yeah, that was kind of weird. Just, like, sit down. Yeah. You, you being thirsty. Right. This is what's going to make them not come next time. They going to come. I know. They going to come. They going to be there. But anyway, go ahead. I'm no, no, no. So I was just going to tell everybody, you know, the whole Amari Hardaway situation. I actually probably saw the video later than most people. And so there's this video circulating. There was some buzz about Omari kissing Beyonce twice. And I was like, I, it can't be what people are saying that it is. So then I saw it for myself. And so I think it's this, you know, he kisses her. I think he said something to her. They spoke and then he gets ready to leave and kisses her again. And there's an awkward exchange in the, on the back end where it looks like, like she's turning or maybe he's turning and she's turning. And so they almost catch each other's mouth. Um, And it looked a little awkward. So two schools of thought. I'm just going to share how I felt about it when I watched it the first time. I was like, the awkwardness of it felt familiar, right? Because I was like, oh, like, who hasn't done that? Now, I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know if Omari has never met Beyonce or if they have met and he's been over for tea and crumpets. I don't know that. So that's a piece that I don't have. Um, Some people were up in arms about the Omari situation because they're like, "Uh, why is he kissing on Beyonce? What What would his wife think? And why does he have to kiss her twice? Um, and then it goes into the whole men and, and bodies and, and body language and stuff like that. And so I guess I'm still trying to piece that, that, that part together because when I saw it the first time it was, this looks familiar. Everybody's had that awkward hug turn, trying to figure it out. And then I'm not famous yet, but I don't need to be famous. I just need to be wealthy. Um, but I'm not famous but in Hollywood, I watch people do that all the time, especially the, that double kissing. Yeah, um, they, yeah. Now, 
if when Omari was there in Beyonce's presence, if, you know, there was any... I do agree that men need to pay attention to the body language and, and how people are responding, or how women specifically are responding to them. Um, but, but again, when I saw it the first time, and I'm not advocating for Omari, but what I'm saying is it looked like people hugging that were in the same profession doing that Hollywood thing that I always see people do. Um, and past that, I don't know how to feel about it because I don't really know the circumstances. Um, but I saw people going in in a way Slow that was just... Slow clap. Thank you. Slow clap. See, this is why I like you. Thank you. Because I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Now, other people were going in in a way that I just didn't understand. Me and either. And this was after I saw it. I was like, until... Now, Beyonce says, like, he made me very uncomfortable. Then I feel like Omari would owe her an apology. Um, but I'm just telling you what I saw. Me too. Okay. I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly how I felt. When I first seen it, you know what I said? Shoot, I try to get me another kiss too. Like, I don't know. I'll, when <laughs> oh, when am I going to kiss Beyonce? Beyonce? Yeah, like, shoot, I want me another kiss too. It's Beyonce. Like, I mean, so now Lathan bit her. Mm-hmm. She was so excited. I mean... People, also, people freak out when they meet Beyonce. That's so what I was getting ready to say. probably used to the awkwardness because she's Beyonce. So I was getting ready to say the same thing. There are people who have met Beyonce, celebrities who have met Beyonce before and will meet her again and still do something crazy. And then they walk away and go, why did I do that? Right. I've already met her. I think um, Chrissy Teigen told a story about how like she had already met Beyonce a couple times before she's been in the same space as her. And she met Beyonce, she was in Beyonce's presence one time, and before she knew it, she was, like, down on her knees, like, bowing and saying <laughs> something crazy. She said John was there, and it was just weird. And she got up and was like, why did I, why do, did that? I do that? Like, yeah. what was I thinking? And um, <laughs> Omari might, I, it's not funny. Again, if she was uncomfortable, then this is a whole different conversation. But, like, even walking away, he probably didn't, if it were me. I would not have remembered I kissed Beyonce on the front end. I, I would be so stunned that we had just had a conversation. I would have tried to kiss her again, too, because I would have forgotten that I did it the first time. And, you know, and then and then I just seen men saying, oh, it's disrespectful to Jay-Z or her husband. And I'm like, Jay-Z understands who his wife is. Yeah. He is bigger than life himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure people freak out when they see him, too, or do just <laughs> random nervous type things. Right. Jay-Z ain't worried about no damn Amari Hardwick. For sure. The only thing that I find a bit, it's kind of funny to me, is because Amari has has gone on interviews and just got really upset about personal space and I'm with my wife and don't do this and, you know, just being very rude about it so i kind of feel like this is a little bit of karma for him and like yeah worry about you worry about how you put what you put out too right like not just the fans because in that moment you was a stand i was gonna okay? say well you were acting like a fan and right. this is how the fans feel about you whenever they're not and ag- first let me just go back and he wasn't bit. aggressive or anything no, no, like no. that famous people deserve privacy too Mm -hmm. they deserve to be able to go out on dates they deserve to be out in public with their children they really deserve to be able to go shopping i understand like if it just doesn't work out that way beyonce goes to target sometimes everybody freaks out we always get us a a shady picture and we love it right um 
but understand what your celebrity brings, especially like celebrity plus wealth. People feel like, like, come on, it's it's one autograph or it's one picture. And while you're not obligated to give them that at all, Mm-mm. at all, because it's your job at the end of the day, like you, you have chosen a profession that put you in the limelight, but just try to have a little bit of compassion. Like don't go on social media rants or uh, interview on radio interviews right, about your fans. Yes. Just make the statement and keep it moving. Right. And, and maybe this will humble, humble him and allow him to, to exhibit a little more grace mm-hmm. to to fans when they when they see him because I mean you just basically stand out for Beyonce which I don't blame you because right. I would have done the same thing so right. but I I am just the immediate I just I want to I want somebody to address this immediate urge to make every minute thing. A, big a think piece situation. Everything is not that deep. Like, I didn't feel like it was this deep. I felt like it was a little awkward moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, shoot, it's Beyonce. Omari, like, let me hook Beyonce and get a kiss. Okay, I'm leaving. Wait, let me get one more. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's Beyonce. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really see what other people saw, but I just saw these whole rants about this is how every girl has felt. And I'm just like, but Beyonce didn't like she felt anything. Like, she trying to sit down and cover her hoo-ha with that little split thing she had. on. like, Beyonce ain't worried about Omari Hardwick. Right. And you never know. Like you said, they could be friends. Beyonce is a show watcher. She may be a power fan. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I fully believe she's a, I, a power watcher. Right. Like, I mean. What is that last show she was crazy about? First, it was Sex in the City. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Real Housewives. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones. Because Jay-Z bought her those eggs. Mm-hmm. He, sure, he sure did. So, people chill out. Okay? Let's chill. Let's chill. Let's settle down. <laughs> that's, that's what, what he, I wanted. That's to. what Amari need to do. Right. Um. Whew, so many things. Did you see Taraji's uh, movie? No. The The Best of Enemies. I was about to say The Hate You Give. That is not it. The Best of Enemies. No, yeah. but I heard that movie was really good. I did in the too. book, and I haven't I haven't watched it. But no, um, I did catch some of her interview because every time Taraji does something, she goes um, on the View which is, I watched The View. Right. And she was on there talking about the movie, which is about a local civil rights leader, Ann Atwater, from Durham, Bull, Bull City, City, North Carolina, and then KKK President C.P. Ellis, who developed an unlikely friendship during the time where um, it was being um, litigated whether or not the school should desegregate in the 1950s. Right. Um, and so I feel like that's a film that we all should support because... We, you know, and I no, I don't mean you and I because right. I never say this. I think, I think that any movie that that portrays our history, where we are, our struggles, what we've overcome, and or where we're going, I'm fine with seeing blackness in all capacity. Right, right, right. But people always say they don't want to see us as slaves. They don't want to see us as blah 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 blah. But will you go support this movie? Right. Because she's no, she's none of that, and she's actually speaking truth to power at a time where she could have easily been lynched and killed and we would never even heard about this story. Right. She's still living, right? I'm not sure. I know that there was an interview with them. I just didn't know if it was, like, recent. Mm-hmm. And Atwater. Don't have to look it up. So, it came out on the 5th, April 5th. Yeah, it didn't do well in opening weekend. I don't think there was a... The only reason that I knew that the movie was coming out is because 
as someone who goes to the theater a lot, I seen the previews in the theater, right. but I didn't see it. And we're in North Carolina too, and we've lived in Durham, and we're close, so you know, there's a little more buzz around here than probably Anywhere from a national else. standpoint. Yeah. So, um, I I definitely hope it does well. I'm concerned about Taraji. Why? I just I, I was reading something where you know she has that. Um, she has that foundation that she started for her dad about, you know, mental health. And I don't know what where I had reading. I was kind of just like skimming something where she's talking about how she's struggling with it or she has struggled. And I just hope that she has good people around her. Yeah. Because Taraji does a lot. Taraji does a lot. And yeah. I think that she, she to me, she just seems like one of those women who like wears her emotions and her heart on her sleeve. Like mm-hmm. she just seems very open and, mm-hmm. and like that is draining it can be you know like that could be draining and i just hope that she has a good circle of people around her that pour into her yeah. because i love taraji and we need her and i don't know i don't i don't know why i just be worrying about her sometimes like is she okay because that's, it's funny that you say that i like, do i really do that's a real thing i do and, and i don't know it's just something about her in that interview that it i just worry about her let's call her all right, girl. Okay. Let me get on We're going to check out. on her. But y'all go see that movie with Taraji, Cookie, and they did they ask her about Jesse, and they were trying to insinuate, like, he's not coming back. She was like, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Right. Nothing. We're filming. We're renewed. They've already they've already made that clear. Like, but they were trying to, you know, like, yeah. get something out of her, and she was Don't not having you can't, you, She Taraji was not somebody having you it. can't really bait, though. She was not having it. I was like, go, Taraji. You know that's her boo anyway. They fuss and fight all the time. So, yeah. It was good, though. Um, good interview. Speaking of uh, KKK, do you know of a man? I mean, you did. I don't want to talk about them no more. I'm sorry. No, okay, so there's a man by the name of Maurice, or was a man by the name of Maurice Bickham from Louisiana. Um, You ever heard of him? Mm Mm-mm. So he was arrested, convicted, and sentenced to death uh, for killing uh, a sheriff's deputy, or more than one sheriff's deputy, um, that was supposed to be a Klansman. I don't really know the details of like what happened. I'm sure it's something you could actually make a movie out of. Um, but in 74, his death sentence was converted to a life sentence without parole. Supreme Court decision. Um, but I just wanted to mention him because, you know, some people are calling him a hero for doing what he did. Um, he died last week. He passed away. Um, in a nursing home in California. So, just wanted to give you a little bit of history. Black History 365. I'm just surprised that uh, he didn't get murked after killing officers. Yeah. And that what, what year was this? Um, I know his sentencing was in 58. 1958. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, so he could have easily lost his life in behind that. And I'm sure he suffered... I'm sure oh, they beat yeah. his tail, but oh, um, yeah, there's no telling what he experienced. But I want to talk about this because the spirit moves and leads, and when it when it does, I follow. Okay. So, a couple of weeks ago, couple of weeks ago, couple you, couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. you and I discussed the Leaving Neverland documentary. We did, sort of, sort of, um, which I refuse to watch. But what? has since transpired is O 
Oprah has deleted all the posts and everything referencing the documentary off of her social media. You are effing lying. Deleted everything. And while normally I agree with Auntie O, I didn't agree with the way this was handled. Because I feel like, Oprah, why are you even why are you even doing this? But she has deleted everything and I'm assuming just with my own, you know, reasoning. That's not even like her. Okay. What I'm assuming is within the past couple of days, Mm -hmm. some information has come out about the two guys who have alleged this abuse um, at the hands of Michael Jackson. So Wade Robeson and... If you guys remember anything about the early 2000s, everybody remembers him. He danced all over everything yeah. and had that little weird hair. But um, there is a biographer named Mike Smallcomb mm-hmm. who had basically went back into testimony. And you know how people do. They had the time to go back and scour through all this stuff right. and found some inconsistencies within her statement like that directly contradicted what he said. Okay. Which we already know that they had recanted there story under oath back then but they were children so I'm gonna give them that I I don't know so that was the first thing and then with the second guy his name is um I think James Safechuck he was the second that is his name okay Mm -hmm. that accused Michael so basically he alleged that the incidents of molestation took place between 1988 and 1992 in Michael Jackson's train station room or area of Neverland okay the only issue is that train station wasn't it, built until 1993. Yeah, I was going to say it must not have existed. It didn't exist. And it wasn't, it, it was built in 93, but it wasn't open for operation until 1994 when Safechuck was already 16. So that couldn't have happened. That, not saying all of it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that specific part couldn't have happened in that room because the train station wasn't built. Secondly, Years ago, after the trials, they filed for, like, multi-million dollar lawsuits, which were dismissed. Mm-hmm. And now, after his death, they're trying to reopen and get an appeal to overturn the dismissals for the civil suits. Can you do that? I don't... I mean, I guess you can always file, file a, a, an appeal, but I just feel like it's just shady to me that you deleted it and you haven't said anything. And that's another issue that I have with... Media. It's not that you did it. It's not that you posted it. But keep the same energy when the narrative don't fit. Keep the same energy. I'm not saying that you got to go on a rant, but just be like, due to da 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 da. So you just want her to get on and explain why, it, why? the posts are no longer there. Why did you delete them? Oh, <laughs> she might tell us one day. And 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 one thing I want to do too is in this same vein and in reference to the Michael Jackson documentary, mm-hmm. my fave of all time my icon Janet Jackson was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over the last two weeks yeah. and it was just awesome because Janelle when they presented her with the award and I'm like I don't think they could have gotten anybody else better to do that in this current you know unless it was Beyonce in this <laughs> current right. you know time but I just feel like I'm that sister like Janet Jackson all of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were slated to perform, and Janet said, a bit no. We're right. not performing because this is not going to be rebroadcasted on HBO after they done put out this documentary. So Janet did not perform because she did not want her performance to be on HBO. What I love is when people <laughs> take their power and they 
make it work for them. Yeah. I, do, I do appreciate that much. Like, even, like, with the Nicki Minaj situation that we talked about after um, BET snubbed her in that um, post, That's it was kind of like, do. oh, okay, well, guess who's not going to help you make more money than me? Because I don't stand for whatever it is that you've done. It goes back, everything, everything. It goes back to when I said that there's a restaurant that I don't support mm-hmm. anymore because they disrespected me so very badly when I was a teenager just this one time where I was like, never, you'll never get my money again and I love eating here. It's all the same thing. Girl, I'm telling you this, I'm having deja vu, but <laughs> I just had this conversation with someone because this is something that I kind of wanted to bring up, but I wanted to save it for another podcast just because i feel like we had a lot to catch up on but Mm -hmm. since we're here now and the spirit moves moves. that is the issue i have with people playing the blame game in the shame game when it comes to and i'm using air quotes canceling people Mm -hmm. because you know everybody's saying that cancel culture is wrong like that's that's what's wrong i feel like sometimes with us as a community because we are we are sometimes forgiving to a fault like you know like just because i say i'm not fooling with you i mean when somebody says they're canceled like i can't end your life but i can use what leverage i have my power my streams my my influence my dollars and if i don't want to give it to you if i don't want you to use my creativity my arts for your dollars or whatever you stand for i don't have to do it insert kodak black album i don't care and kanye west in this fake ass church i don't have to do it Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that i'm i'm not for us or this but i don't have to give my time energy money eyeballs nothing to somebody who i don't agree with Mm -hmm. like this cancel the well that's what's wrong with cancel culture ain't cancel culture is basically kind of like I have as boycott like it, it's like because people cancel somebody and then the next week they're back listening to it like I don't do that when I say I'm not doing it you just stop doing I'm it. not doing That's it it's funny that you say that too because um it, now if I say you're canceled it's it's gonna be for something extreme yes. like you've really done something you're a detriment to the community at large like I we don't we don't need you you you're abusive to someone whether it's women children or black people or whatever i cancel people like that but other than that this is why i personally take time to assess how i feel Mm -hmm. about what's going on and to gather more details it kind of goes back to what you were saying early on where you're like everything needs to be an immediate think piece and i'm like well no because you need time Mm -hmm. i need time to assess you can't we live in the internet age you can't take back what you wrote and put on out on the internet. Somebody yes, has you can. it. If you Oprah, you just delete it. No, there, <laughs> you just delete the whole thing. Like it didn't happen. I bet you if we Google, we'll find it. So, yeah. So um, I, I, I just really think that I feel like if we were able to hold people accountable for the things that they have done to us, the wrongs that they have done to us. And it's not to say that you can't make amends, but that doesn't mean that I have to accept it. Mm -hmm. And even if I accept it, that still doesn't mean that I have to then go back to patronizing you and support. I don't have to do that. We can, we can make amends and wash our hands and move forward separately. I don't have to support you if I don't want to. And I just wish that 
more of us could understand and grasp that. Right. It's because, when, like you said, when I say I'm canceling you, I just do. It, I do, and and there's not too much that, that's gonna make me change my mind. Like I'm not mad at you. Whoever wants to support and go and spend and fine. It's like a terrible ex. It, I just don't gotta do it. Right. The end. Um, since I mentioned him right quick, I'll just say this because I know neither one of us really wants to talk about it. Kodak Black um, can go. Uh, his comments are ridiculous. He's just not mature enough. And I I don't mean that in a way where people, you know, have time to grow and mature. Like, his mentality is a detriment. Like, he needs to get gotten. Like, somebody needs to shake him. Uh, I don't know where his people are, where his circle is, or what they think or do. Or just, he just reminds me of some people who would never change if their life <laughs> depended on it. And... He can go. Um, they are removing him out of the trap museum. He should you have been I, in there anyway. Right. You and I have kind of discussed like who's responsible for the trap museum. And if he wants him taken out of there, then by all means, take him out. I personally feel that he should have been taken out. Um, I don't know all of the comments that were made. I know there we have discussed like his colors views on this show before. Um, he, he loves white women. Fine, because we don't want you either. He has a rape case. Yes, he has a rape case. He um, so there harassed young ma mm-hmm. or young and May, whatever her name is. But there, well, she started out as young ma. And I heard her tell that story one time before. So and then it converted to young May. May. Okay, yeah. Um, but there's so many. There are a plethora of reasons why I don't understand why people have been fooling with Kodak Black in the yes. beginning. So, um, to have him removed from anything at this point, like, there are radio stations that won't play him. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I will say this. So, part of the argument is he disrespected Nipsey Hussle. He disrespected um, Lauren London. Came, gave a fake apology, but then said he didn't do anything wrong. He kept calling Nipsey, oh, dude. Like, basically saying since Nipsey had passed away, like, oh, Lauren about to be single. Like, yes, that Tom was disrespectful. give her a year. Nigga, mm-hmm. why would you think that she would even breathe on you? Wouldn't. Anyway. Wouldn't. Like, why would you think that she would even glance your way? Like, the audacity. So, some people's argument is, why is it that it took for... I do understand both both ends of the, the aisle. Like, the extremity to which people are going to argue about it just bothers me. Because, like, just... Me too. Just stop do just stop doing just, with him. Just, just stop buying his yeah. stop streaming him. Just and stop. if and, and this is the thing that I don't like. Okay, what he said about what he said about, you know, darker skinned women. He was canceled. I, first of all, I then, didn't listen to him to even cancel him. But he was he, <laughs> right. I didn't I just like, oh yeah, I definitely ain't listening to nothing he got to say. Right. So I never did. He out here raising raising kids or raising a kid, too, which is awful. The rape case, well, okay, he has a rape case, but I can't... Everybody is innocent to proven guilty. So mm-hmm. until they say, he did this, he's guilty, I don't know what happened there. I know the charges out there. It is what it is. The stuff with Young and May, she even was just like, oh, he, y'all know he weird. Like, it's not like she went to some... I'm offended. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't handle it that way. Because she's like, he's, he, she, what she was basically saying is, I can't even believe y'all paying him any attention right. because he's a dummy anyway. Right. So I can, and I'm just being 100% transparent. I can understand why somebody like Atia or the game wouldn't get 
wouldn't really get involved in whatever the hell Kodak Black got going on. But if if you have disrespected somebody that I am, that that's like if if Kodak Black said that to Young Young and May, mm-hmm. whatever. If he said that to you, that's a different story. So of of course I'm gonna take it to that level, and that's what Ti did. But now everybody's mad at Ti. Why did it take that? You know what? But okay, you know what? so I want to go back a little bit because I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I also understand where people are coming from. Where it's like you can disrespect. Here's my thing, but Ti disrespect his own wife. That's what so I was why y'all say. expecting him to? He ain't no T- saint himself. Ti <laughs> is not necessarily adv- out here advocating for young MAs on a regular basis. He's not out here advocating for women in general on a regular basis so when he doesn't step up to support that until it's the disrespect of somebody he knows um i was about to say nunu lauren they've been in a movie together and nipsey someone he respects then it's totally different for him for him some of us don't operate that way i can't stand a bully right so if i see somebody being mistreated then i feel like i need to step up for that person even if i don't know them but i do i'm in the same boat with you when you say i understand why certain people who think certain ways right don't even see a problem until because i guarantee you all of these girls are saying that if they went on their boyfriend's playlist they've been listening to kodak black Mm-hmm. So so have y'all told have y'all told your boyfriend to stop listening? Back when he did it then? Like, come on. What does Kodak Black sing? Rap. Girl, listen, I drew a blank. <laughs> he got a song with Travis Scott. Um, damn, what's that song he sing? Something, something, you. something, no, run. Something like I still do fraud. That's Kodak Black. On that Zeke shit, on that Zeke shit, whatever that song is with Travis Scott. And he got another one. I need me a little baby who gon' listen. That's him. That's him. He didn't really. Those are only two songs I anything to the culture that needs to be kept. So he can be, he can, he can. I just hope that he even had some beef with Master P. Because Master P. beefs with Master P. Master P was saying that he needs somebody like. To help him, to like guide him, like make sure he invests in, make sure he, you know, is getting deals, like because this little, this ain't gonna last. Mm-mm. So some kind of way he got hooked up with Master P, and Master P was like, okay, you give me this small amount of money, mm-hmm. and I'll basically like manage you and be your. He said that Master P was trying to get trying to get money from him and and use nigga Master P ain't gotta he use not, you, but yeah. I'm not gonna get my time and my now I am Master P. This ain't free over here. My knowledge is worth something. And you ain't my family. You, I, you just a, basically a young dude coming up right. that I'm trying to counsel and advise. You You would pay somebody else to be your manager and your PR person. Right. I'd much rather pay Master P, somebody who I know know what they're doing. They self-made. Right. He went all off about that Master P trying to use him. Boy, See, at that point, bye. if I was somebody, if I was anybody else, I'd be like, you said what? The who? Nah, I'm good. We good over here. That's why I hate that J. Cole mentioned him in that song. Every time I hear it, I'll be like, why you, why'd you say that? Well, I'm going to just say this and then we'll move on. Um, I get why J. Cole mentioned him based on what he said. Because he said that he is like dudes from the Ville. And 
as soon as I heard it for the first time, I could see it. You know, I'm he from is, Sanford. But he whatever. Not, he is though. But Courtney, no, I'm not exactly saying he's not. Like that. I'm not saying he's not, but. I don't know. You I just, just don't. I don't want to hear him. Song. I don't want to have to listen to something here about. Like that's why when I'm on Instagram, I just don't even. If if I see if I see Kodak Black, if I see Boozy, if I see the game, I don't even click on it mm-hmm. because they're all canceled in my book. Even the game because I understand that he riding for Nip, but you 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 can't sit here and talk about somebody speaking on somebody else's wife or partner when and I and I. I in no way, shape, or form care about people that talk about them. But you did the same thing to Kanye. You made that, I mean, or whoever, who was it that he said? Was it not, was it Kanye? Must have been Kim. When he said about them, no, it wasn't. Who was it? Huh. Whoever this was, or was it Safari? Where he talked about having sex with Erica Mena and nothing on her face or something crazy. Whoever it was. I thought that was Kim. It might have been Kim. So, you're kind of doing the same thing. So, shut up. Ooh, and, and you disrespect people on a regular too, so boy, gone. He just so because his friend passed away. Exactly. So I guess it's kind of the same thing. But at the end of the day, Clifford Harris owns the Trap Museum. If he wants to take it down, he can take it down. Absolutely. I don't know why everybody is all up in arms about it. Like, shut it up. Right. You and Kodak Black, because I every time, every time I see him, I just be like. Who fed Gizmo after midnight? Who? Truly. Who fed Gizmo? Who gave him water? Who who, who did this? Because you going to jail. You are going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) In other news, happy birthday, Lil Nas X. Can we talk about him for a minute? Turned 22 day. 20 years old. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. And as a birthday gift... I think it's really dope that since um, there was a little bit of controversy about his song that's out right right now, it's been labeled country trap. Um, he wanted wanted it labeled as a country song, um, and it's called Old Town Road. I did listen to the song at first. I was like, huh, but the more I listened to it, I'm like, that's kind of cute. It's very um, cute. It's cute. It's catchy. It is. And so they took it off of. I think it was doing too well on the country charts, and so they took it off and. Um, Said that it didn't possess enough of the country elements. When, okay, now you saying that, but I I remember distinctly hearing a country song. That sound like a little like trap music. That was called the the honky tonk badonka donk. So I, I'm exactly. like, y'all trying it. I, no, be y'all you were on the same page. It. So I saw it. a meme that said, uh, they say Lil Nas X's um, Old Town Road isn't country enough. And then it said Billy Ray Cyrus, hold my beer. So exactly, I thought that was so dope that he showed up for him and, and hopped on the track. And it's number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And I like it. He also has another song um, that just happened to pop up on my title. That's really good, too. And it's kind of like it has a salsa type feel. It's mm-hmm. just a cute little song. And I'm like, he is just... I think he's just... In his bag and out of his box, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, just yeah. doing, trying new things. Like, trying what he believes that he's good at. And country is ours. I, anyway. I wasn't going to so, go there because... Country is ours anyway, just like a lot of things. Um, But I I just... Another, another, this is my rant. And I don't know why I'm on this 
Remember but how they tried it, to shade Beyonce about doing country music? It's like country is ours. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah, fine. when she was on the CMAs yes. with the Dixie Chicks. But Please. the thing, another thing that, that gets on my nerves with people is I seen people posting and saying, why would he get Billy Ray Cyrus? And that's what I'm like, dude, Billy Ray is a legend. Breaky Heart Yo. was one of the big, I had an Achy Breaky Heart t-shirt that matched some LA gears. The okay? biggest, one of the biggest songs that ever was. Right. Period. That I mean, this is Mr. Achy Breaky Heart. Yeah. If it don't get no this more is country, Miley Cyrus is dead. Right. It don't get no more country than Billy Ray Cyrus. It doesn't. And Billy Ray Cyrus snapped. Yeah. Okay. And did snapped Billy Ray to the rescue. But I all I can say is, you and I talk about this. Um, I feel like a lot of us, not all of us, because I'm not in there with y'all, but a lot of us say that we are music people say right. that we are music and only listen lovers. to one kind of music and you only listen to hip-hop so you're, you're not you're a not lover. you're a hip-hop lover you're an r&b lover right or whatever i myself and from the south as they say at bojangles i am southern okay right. not southern, southern southern i like country music i like it and i don't have a problem with him singing country I would love for Kiki Wyatt to put out a country album. I would love for Kay Michelle, although I do not listen to her regular music because it's full of vulgarity and shenanigans, but she went to college on a yodeling scholarship. I would yes, love to hear her sing country. I would buy her country album. I couldn't even get it out fast enough. I would buy her country album. Yep. I, I, Beyonce. I would love for Beyonce to do a little EP of country music. She, if Okay, Beyonce fans. Go to YouTube, put in Beyonce, stop sign. Would you listen to that song? Mm -hmm. That is a country song that mm -hmm. Beyonce is singing. Beyonce is from Texas. I would love for black folks to sing country. Just like how they come over to hip hop. And we have the Post Malones who used to sing folk music, but hip hop is cool. So I'm going to go over here and try this. But or, we can't do it. Right. Molly Cyrus is pop music in Hannah Montana but okay this is catchy so I'm gonna come over here and sing about and Jordan right so why can't we do it y'all do it why not do it I like Little Nas X he has the number one song in the country and I think that everything he puts out that's country related even if you don't like it stream it and turn it down I like, agree. just just just, just, just keep just keep streaming it because <laughs> I'm I'm here for it and I just want to say shout out to Billy Ray Cyrus for even doing that yeah Dope. I mean, that's, I feel like that's big of him to do that mm -hmm. because, and I'm telling you the reason. But that's what you should do when somebody is being bullied. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. That, that is, um, it, it's somebody who he leveraged his privilege. Right. That's the, that's I was going to say that's, that's ally like behavior. It is. That's what I meant. That he, that, that is prime example of being an ally. Right. What Billy Ray Cyrus did right. because he knew I that hope that he was does wrong that all the time. Not that, but I hope he is an ally because his daughter is questionable, um, but and she's and you know what the thing and I ain't gonna stay with her for too long but the issue that I have with Molly Cyrus is okay I love vocalists mm -hmm. okay Miley Cyrus can sing her ass she off she really can so I didn't even understand why did you even have to do you didn't even have to do that you were already Hannah Montana right you had no reason to do that and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna move on because this is a whole topic for a whole another, another episode. Yeah. But, and I put this on my Twitter. 
when I seen everybody going in about Molly Cyrus. Okay. And it was specifically, not not us, not the girls. The guys. It was the guys going in because Billy Ray was jumping on Lil Nas track and saying, oh, y'all going to let, you know, this and that. But this is what I want to say. And this is what I said. Y'all can sit on here and talk about Molly Cyrus and her being a culture vulture. But when you go down the line and name the culture vultures, who let them in? Because it ain't never us because we're not in those positions of power. Molly Cyrus was never on no song with no black woman. Mm -hmm. She never had no black women producers. Mm -hmm. They were all black men. Men. Mm -hmm. So be mad at yourselves because we didn't do that. That's the animal that y'all created. And I'm going to get off my soap box because the spirit has what? left <laughs> all right we had a couple other things but um anything in particular that you just need to talk about uh because we gotta move on the only thing that i want to talk about is some black history in the making Lori lightfoot was mm-hmm. just elected um mayor of chicago making her the first black female and first openly lesbian um mayor mm-hmm. um there hasn't been a woman mayor in chicago since 1983 um and i'm excited for her win however comma she was president of the chicago police board and chair of the chicago police task force prior to this so sister what have you been doing and what do you plan to do for the citizens of chicago because whatever y'all been doing it ain't working right so i'm glad you're there but i would just you know, urge all of our Chicago listeners to hold y'all people accountable. But shout out to, to Miss Lightfoot and hope she uses her time there to do the right thing and hopefully make help to make the city of Chicago safer because child, Chile. Chirac, <laughs> Chirac, Chirac, y'all need some help. I hope she can do it. I hope they can get it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for sharing that, B. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the actual content for this show. I know we've done a lot of talking, trying to catch up with y'all is fun, but it's always a lot. Um, we can't be taking breaks like that. I mean, we can, but just it's like sometimes though, when we do it, it's like nothing, but then it was like this time, it was just like crazy. Like, I had to like write a couple things and be like, okay, that's it because I can't add nothing else. So, want to um, take a few minutes to talk about, um, Hermes Eskadom, a.k.a. Nipsey Hussle, who was murdered on March the 31st, 2019. Um, He was smack in the middle of his Jesus year. uh, And our young king has passed away. He suffered wounds up to the head and the torso by gunshot and ultimately passed away about 35 minutes after he was shot. Um, So maybe, maybe he had made it to the hospital by then. So, um... The, the community is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for this episode, all roads lead to Nipsey. Um, and I just kind of want to discuss some things back and forth with you. Some things that you've heard. Um, he was ultimately murdered by a guy in his community by the name of Eric Holder, who is now in police custody. And it's so crazy <laughs> because there are so many different angles that we could have this conversation from. Um, and all week I had everything lined up, but like as time draws near to like his funeral, I just feel all over the place all over again. 
Uh, I know that there have been plenty of conversations, and it's crazy because it's been from the men that have been discussing how ego, pride, and toxic masculinity are That's the reasons. Yep, that um, that Nipsey was killed. Um, the men have been people have been crying, but it's been amazing to see like this outpour of emotion from black men that you usually don't get an opportunity to see. That's how you know he was very impactful um, to like our community at large. I mean, men are talking about like therapy and healing and, you know, we believe in balance on this show. So that's been good to see. I just hate that it was for this reason. Um, Nipsey had a lot of philanthropic efforts going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've seen interviews from his brother, his business partner, at this point, his mom, um, and I don't, I'm sure other people feel this way, but since the 31st, I just have been thinking about like his daughter and his son and Lauren, Lauren. and his grandparents, his mom, just, he was an amazing person from what I know. And I know that, you know, as time passes on, we will continue to hear more amazing stories about him. He owned his own masters, um, I don't know if you know this, but the sales, his sales increased nearly like 3,000% immediately following his death. Yeah, his album jumped back up to number two. Yep. Um, he was, I guess, the co-creator or creator of the co-working space in STEM Center Vector 90. Yes, which that's I what I was going to bring up because I, I follow a girl that works with that company. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, look, I was looking at the website today. You want to talk about it a little bit? No. Okay. You just gonna bring it up? Yeah. Um, I'm just going down some of the things that we know about Nipsey. Of course, he owns the Marathon um, store. But what I didn't know about the Marathon store um, is that it's a smart store. And so I'm like, well, what's what's so smart about it? Uh, so you know, they sell apparel um, in the store. But he said that they sat on the idea for like a really long time because they brick and mortars just aren't doing well anymore, mm -hmm. right? And so he's trying to figure out, like, what is it that's going to keep the store up? Like, make make it popular, make people want to come here. And so one of the things that they have going on there is it's an experience. The way he said it was basically that it's an experience surrounding the product. And so you come to the store, and by way of an app, you have, like, um, you can preview exclusive content that isn't even in the store yet. So I thought that was pretty dope, and um, he wanted to have uh, a marathon store in the top 10 markets in the U.S. Um, I think as he gained more financial stability, self-made millionaire, as he gained more financial stability, he basically bought out like the surrounding mm -hmm. stores. He talked about the seafood restaurant. So I saw a video of how they were going through and like looking at all the new stuff in the seafood restaurant so that they could have like healthier options, baked fish, grilled fish. Um, and he told this story on one of the videos that I saw that talked about how like the owner um, maybe of the burger joint that's over there had removed the chairs so that people couldn't, so they would have to take their food and go. And he could remember being a teenager and how, like, disrespected he felt by that. And he was like, now that man owes me rent. Like, he has to pay mm -hmm. me rent for that. I just thought that was so amazing. There are so many amazing stories. As the week has gone on, we've seen several celebrities who have these very personal 
stories about Nipsey. Um, That's one thing I can say is that I think this is one person that you have like, never heard anything bad about. No, truly. I mean, from industry people, tabloids, like you have, I have never heard one thing bad about this guy. Mm-hmm. Ever. Even when he got into that scuffle. And couple. slapped that dude. Yeah, everyone, everyone was like, was yes. Like, like, yep, what did what did you do? Yeah, like, I'm. you never heard anything negative about him. Yeah, Nipsey is the creator of um, the $100 mixtape. Remember when he was selling his, his mixtape for $100 and then Jay-Z came and bought like 100 of them. Um, he... He actually said that he got that idea after he read, somebody told him to read the book Contagious, and there's a story in there about a guy who was selling his Philly cheesesteaks for $100, and everybody was, like, basically laughing at him, but then he got, like, a couple wealthy people that were interested, like, what is this $100? Because that's, that, that is the, that is the part of the psychology about branding yes because i don't think that people realizes that wrangler is still the number one jean company Mm -hmm. but you don't see anybody wearing wranglers right that's because all that gap all of that true religion is all the same thing that's right all it is is just packaged different and it's marketed to you different Mm -hmm. so of course if i'm telling you these jeans is five dollars you're gonna be like oh it's probably cheap jeans right but if i slap a new tag on and say these are a hundred dollars you're gonna think that it's something better with these jeans right when it's really not it's really not like you know like or they could be nice jeans but you don't know that so you're willing to take this hundred dollars because you believe that this must be quality right if i have to pay more for it yeah and i think that's something that he economics is something that nipsey really understood um it's so sad i feel like we were just talking about how you know he was grammy nominated for what best rap album of yes, year. I want him to win that. Yeah, me too. I can't remember who he was up against, but um, and as many mixtapes as you know, we've heard from Nip over the years. This was his first studio album, but I remember the hype behind Victory Lap was, coming up. Yes. Like we talked about it all the time. Yes, it's like oh, remember Nip, it was Nip, like Nipsey is coming out. Nipsey's coming out next week. Some little you know story was going around about him and Lauren. Him and Lauren had broke up, and I was like, no. Like, right. <laughs> right before that, I'm like, no, you know, but I just, I, this just really hurt. I think that it just, and not only did it hurt, it was just, it was just kind of like shocking. Like, yes. what? You know, like, why Nipsey? You know, like, he don't be, he don't seem like he be bothering nobody. Like, just yeah. doing his own thing and loving his black woman, his black kids Not out loud. Not his business and trying to do things, do wonderful things for the community, for the local schools. I think he re uh, had the one of the school local schoolyards redone, mm-hmm. uh, the basketball court and with like positive uh, words on it. I know that he was trying to get like a um, like a light rail system. Or some type of train built from Silicon Valley to Crenshaw to be able to have the kids be able to go back and forth. He invested a Yo. lot into STEM. Yeah. Um. He he was just a gem. He really was. And 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 this is something that I have an issue with. Is like when people say stuff like the good die young and this was God's plan. Like I I just I don't understand. I, I I don't understand. I feel like he will be beneficial to us as an ancestor, 
but I just don't see how he was done yet. Yeah. I just don't. It There's seemed so like so many things he was he was already working on. And I feel like he was he was still just starting. Mm-hmm. Like if he is doing this now, just imagine when he was Jay Z's age, right? Or Russell Simmons' age, right. or Quincy Jones' age. What he would have. A, accomplished and contributed to his community because as we can see his community is bigger than the Crenshaw district of South Central LA. Absolutely. It is everywhere. Like I saw videos of him back in Africa because he's East African. Mm -hmm. I saw pictures of him and video of him in Africa like you know out there in the villages you know giving out stuff to the kids like he was really about this life at 33 and younger. So just imagine like at 50 what what he could have accomplished and what he he could have contributed to society yeah it's just it sucks and it doesn't seem fair i know that people went to work black people specifically went to work and really didn't know what to do them with themselves and i've I've only felt this way maybe like one or two other times um i think mike maybe mike brown was one of those situations where i had to go into work and the white people were oblivious and not saying like, oh, you got to know everything that's going on in the community. But it was like this unspoken thing, this unspoken head nod between you and the other black people. Like, I know you needed a it's wellness day today. Yeah. So I, I have this one. I have a white friend. Um, <laughs> I have a white friend. <laughs> um, but he's older. And I always be, you know, I always pick with him. I'm like, man, you be down with the culture. Like, I always pick with him about it. And um, he had posted something on Facebook, and he was like, I did not even know who Nipsey Hussle was before today. He was like, but after I'm looking and reading and listening, he was like, I can see why everybody is so upset. Yeah. And this come from a middle-aged white man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because when you look him, like, you don't see anything negative. No. His mom said the same thing, and... Uh... Of course, uh, they're going, you know how like you can do the one minute um, on the Congress floor. So Mm -hmm. uh, the Congresswoman from California is going to do that. So it'll be on record um, like his works will be on record at Congress. Um, And it's it's crazy because there's been this which I don't even understand how people have the capacity to argue at this point. But like people talking about individuals doing certain things or having a story. Everybody got a story about it, um, Nipsey or like everybody's a fan. Like what I said was forget the clout conversation. My thing is I remember when Michael Jackson passed away, right? Oh God. I was and sorry. I remember how the kids who really didn't know Michael like that, like all of a sudden his death brought an awareness where like you couldn't run into a kid that wasn't trying to do the moonwalk and sing all of Michael Jackson's old songs. And I feel this way, not necessarily about children, but about people with Nipsey. There are people who had never heard of Nipsey Hussle or didn't know much about him until he passed away. My thing is, if it gets the conversation going, if them saying like, oh, I'm a fan gets the conversation going, if it makes them crawl down a rabbit hole, if it makes them learn more about the work that he was doing and how that can be implemented in their own communities, I do not care. I know somebody posted was like, oh, y'all, everybody a fan now? Like, no, we respect human no. life and so forth and so on. But just, um, and why can't you, why can't that make you a fan? There are so many artists that I didn't find until I was, you know, they had died long before I was even thought about. And I just discovered them because somebody brought it up or it was a special. Exactly. Or, and then I'm, 
then became a fan of that person. Right. Now, I can't say that because I actually listened to Nipsey before he passed. Yes. But there are some people that didn't and now they will. So, right. and and then you got to think about it. Like, he leaves behind a family and children. So, the more, that, the more we can t- listen to this and the more we talk about it, the better off those children are going to be. Yep. He's still going to be taking care of those children. So, why wouldn't I listen to it? Absolutely. Like... Come on. But it just it just really unsettled me and it upset me and all I could think about was Lauren and those kids. And I just couldn't imagine having the love of my life just ripped away like you that. For nothing. Took the words right out for of my mouth. Nothing. The kind of brokenness that comes, I just just listen, you're gonna have to cocoon me. Mm-hmm. If if I was in Lauren's shoes, I just don't know how because the brokenness that comes from that, like, like I was just with you, like I expected you to come home. And then what's so crazy that he was even, he got killed leaving from doing a good deed, mm-hmm. from going to get his friend some clothes out of the store that was getting out of jail, so mm-hmm. he could be decent when he went to see his family. Mm-hmm. Like died in service. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, so, I don't know if you saw, there was a ceasefire. Which, So, there's this thing about ceasefires that, whole nother subject for a different day. But I'm like, can we just make this permanent? Like, if, if we can call a ceasefire to, you know, have a vigil or do a march down to the mar- marathon store or have these conversations. He was supposed to have a, conversa- have a conversation the next day with, like, the California... Uh, California police write about mm-hmm. how to like end even gang the police violence. even the the chief police was like I I kept reading it like Nipsey hustle right because even the police know the good that he does in that exactly. neighborhood exactly so I don't know and Just, if you guys I watch I watch a lot of YouTube so I have a one of my top three favorite YouTubers her name is Forest Rocks I may have mentioned this before mm-hmm. but she is from that area mm-hmm. she. Moved to Atlanta when she was like 34. So she basically lived her entire adult life there, um, you know, from childhood on right. up. And she was just talking about how, you know, she lived she lived in that neighborhood for 34 years. And Nipsey, which was attempting to combat gentrification, mm-hmm. basically, to keep keep something for the people of Crenshaw yeah. and Slauson. And she was just talking about how her dad's house is around the corner from there. Mm-hmm. And that he bought that house when he bought it for $16,000. And she was like, he can easily sell that house for $600,000 mm-hmm. right now. So this, we need people like Nipsey. Right. And I don't agree with the whole sentiment that you have to leave. And you can, I do not agree I, with we that. Were, I was going to get there. So, are you talking about D.L. Hughley? Yeah, and I just and I just hear that a lot. Be, and my thing is, it, it should not be that way. Right. Even, at, like, in, the, in black colleges specifically, you have these amazing professors who tell you, like, you're supposed to gain your knowledge and then take it back home so that you can... You are the builder for your community. You're, everybody couldn't go. They sent you so that you could come back and make the environment better. Now, granted, you don't necessarily have to live in the exact environment, but, like, in my mind, my mind is always twirling, like, what can I do in Sanford that, that'll help some of these kids? Because there's some things that I just n- never would have known had I not gone off to school. And it's like, what, what kind of knowledge can we bring back to this community so that 
they can fight back. Which is exactly what he did. And I think that that is, that is how it should be. And right. I feel like if, if we just think if we would have, we would have continued to do that where we would be. I was listening to this. Um, it may have been a podcast. It could have been a YouTube rant, whatever. But I was listening to this conversation about the Freedmen's Bank and how, you know, once the slaves were freed, the Freedmen's Bank was were, was given to African-Americans. That way they can start to build their own communities. Right. And about how within like, I can't remember how many years it was, but it was like almost like six million dollars. Mm-hmm. going through that bank of black dollars right. and how I can't remember what legislation or what was going on, but basically the government just took the, took money. the money and that's why it's something in Washington that's named after the freedmen. But like, think about if from that point on, that is what we would have done and been taught right. where we would be, that's crazy. where we would be if that, if those types of things would have continued or, people like Nipsey were able to live out the fullness of their life, right. making those contributions and changing things for the people that are coming after them. Right. And if more of us did that, because I struggle with that all the time, but I'm just like, you know, like I was, I was talking with one of my, I'm not going to say who, because if they listen, they gonna know, but I was just talking to, <laughs> talking about this with someone and they just had this sentiment like, yeah, like, we made it out and we made it out and we didn't do this and we didn't do that. And I had to tell them, I'm like, I, and I know a few, a few black families, but I know a lot of white families that are my age or people that I went to, to high school with that married. I mean, I got a friend that had a full scholarship to Chapel Hill playing mm-hmm. baseball. You know what he did? Came home, yes. took over that daddy's business and he's at home with his family making his community better. I know, pl- I know so many white families that, that's exactly that did that. what the white kids in my um my hometown do. They come back. They come back. They open up businesses. Mm-hmm. They teach at the schools. They're they're keeping their legacy mm-hmm. going. They're keeping that going. But ain't none of us there doing that. Mm-hmm. I know, like maybe, I know I'm, and I'm just gonna be honest. I know one married black family that both went off to school and they went back, and now home. they're you know one's a teacher and they have like homes and businesses, but. They were taught that because one side of that family, that's all they've ever done is own businesses. Right. So, I mean, if we don't know, we it's don't know, but yeah. we, it has to start somewhere. And I just hate that. I, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that I question God, but I, when I hear people say, oh, it was just his time. It, I just don't agree with that. It, I don't feel like it was. I don't disagree with you. I don't don't feel like it was. I don't think it's a question of like, oh, well, this was God's decision. It was not. It's not totally different. God didn't make that decision. Eric Eric Holder made that decision. Exactly. He made that decision for Nipsey and for his family family. and the community that, you know, think about like people. He would hire felons like he was a business. People were depending on on him and I'm nervous right I'm nervous for people who did depend on like I, my only hope is that there was another Nipsey in his circle I'm hoping that that, that business partner he seems yeah. like you know well, level headed and like you know and I was just it's Herman. not funny he, his name is Herman right I don't I know but so. all I, I know is that, cow- that cowboy hat was taking me out that was- <laughs> 
That cowboy hat was everything. I was like, yes, black yeah. renaissance. Okay, the yep. Yeehaw Renaissance. Let's go. Yeah, I think his name is Herman Douglas. So I'm hoping that it will. I, I'm not even going to say it. I know that it will. I'm hoping that the people that he had in place, it will continue. Right. Because like like we always say about Beyonce. Beyonce, when people say you don't have as many hours and days, Beyonce, Beyonce got a team. And I'm hoping exactly. that Nipsey's team can keep it together. Right. And I'm. this is the and last. I, I th- hope that everybody else is inspired to pull out the Nipsey in themselves yes. as well. And I just want to say this one thing. What? That baby cross. Did you see that picture of the him and the and his son? Oh my God, he got Lawrence Dimple. That is the cutest baby. I was like, oh my God. She I wouldn't know what I wouldn't know what to feel. I, I was like, look at they that baby. Had more. Them kids. His daughter is cute. Yes, she is. Beautiful. Yes. And his mom just seems so. <sighs> That's where it, that's got to be where it comes. His mom. I was gonna just, say it's his parents. It's both of them because he's spoken about them both. Yeah, just like and and one thing she said that was that's part of my inspiration. Okay, I won't say it. If I don't say it, then you can. Okay. No, I'm gonna let you say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna just say I'm just saying I ain't gonna say everything that she said. So if I don't cover it, um, but yeah, even the Nation of Islam came and showed mm-hmm. out for Nipsey. I I just. It was very beautiful. Shout out to all of the artists. Art imitates life. And a lot of people were inspired by Nipsey. Um, and, and some really beautiful pieces have come out of this. I think every artist that could put their paintbrush or their pens to the paper have done so. Um, yes, I think this week on the podcast, we're going to share a, um, an image. Or we maybe can find some more and kind yeah. of ta- tag the artists because I've seen some beautiful just be- beautiful outstanding art beautiful and i wish that the marathon clothing store could could get some you know get some of these artists to do yeah and, and you know people put, would buy put it. it on the merch yeah i would definitely buy it um i just hate that i just i just it really it really saddens me my it first my feelings my first piece of marathon clothing is of uh the black madonna and child i saw it and I wanted to wear it to the concert this weekend, but I almost didn't want to wear it because I didn't want it to get messed up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I know a lot of people have been buying marathon clothing. Not sure when you're going to get that because um, they're clearly busy um, trying to figure this thing out. But shout out to you guys for supporting, whether it's by way of the album or just trying to make a difference in the community or purchasing the clothes. And um, his funeral, so they had been talking about it for a couple of days. They were trying to find a venue large enough to host the individuals that wanted to come. They finally secured the Staples Center, which I had no doubt that they were going to be able to. And in California, if you're a California resident, you could get tickets to the funeral. They were doing four per household. Um, you had to use like a little code or whatever and then put your zip code in. So you got four per household. The funeral is Thursday, April the 11th from 10 until noon. And um, I don't even know how I feel about this. There's, I do know how I feel about it. They're selling. Some people are trying to sell the tickets. That's for ridiculous. $400 on eBay. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Just like people making that? up their own Nipsey shirts and selling them. Like, it was like that at the concert. It's freaking ridiculous. I, I was like, any, I'm not judging anybody who was buying them, but I wasn't about to do That's it. That's ridiculous. Listen, if, if I pass away, don't, don't let nobody sell me my face on no shirt. I'm going to go off. Friend. Don't do that. I'm gonna go off. I was like, that's ridiculous. If you, if you gonna make, if you want to support Nipsey Hustle's Nipsey Hustle and his mission, go to the Marathon Clothing Store, the Marathon.com. Buy his actual merchandise. Listen to his 
album, stream them, buy the vinyl if they have one, buy the CD. That's how you support him yeah. and his family. Not buying some Teespring shirt that somebody. Not, I ain't. I mean, ain't no shade, but that's shade. No shade. Tacky. It that is, is tacky. <laughs> it is. I heard several stories that I love about. Um, about Nipsey, um, one was the story about him going to the basketball game literally the day before he passed away. And, um, you know, the guy thought that he wasn't going to show up. And Nipsey came and showed out, like, at the end of the game. And um, that was a good story. And the one that he was – he I heard him say himself, he was talking about um, how in school – so he used to go to school not in his neighborhood but closer to where his mother worked – and so there were, you know, different, a, a plethora of children there from, you know, all walks of life and ethnic groups. And um, he was really smart. And he was like, he had a Jewish homeboy and then he had a Korean homeboy. And they used to always copy off of his papers because mm-hmm. he was so smart. And uh, how they they tested and a lot of the other kids always tested for the advanced classes. But the teachers would always overlook him. And his mama had to come show up at the school and demand that they test him and the teachers had to apologize to them because he tested off the chart. Mm-hmm. I was like... Yeah. Yeah, you can tell he's, he's highly intelligent. Yeah. Uh, one cool thing that I saw was apparently this guy went to school with Nipsey when they were little, like in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the guy was white and, you know, went on about his way. And he had no idea that Nipsey Hussle was his friend <laughs> from elementary school. So he Aww. went back and looked in his box of stuff and found all found, you know, like in his yearbook, like poetry and stories that he had written. And he was sharing them all on on Twitter. And he was like, I had no idea that my childhood friend was Nipsey Hussle. Right. And it was just, you know, he was talking to Nipsey and wrote something about this is my friend. And sometimes we fuss and we always make up and we, we hold each other down. We got each other's back. Like, it was just real cute. And I was just like, see, he just. He's always been this way. And then I've, I like Dom Kennedy and I like his, I don't know if they're married, but he has his girlfriend who has a boutique. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize this, but I knew they were from South Central, but her and Nipsey went to school together too. And she was saying that they met in high, I mean, in middle school and they rode the same bus. And she said that he was quiet when they first met. She was like, but we bonded because we both, our parents kept us fly. So, you know, she just talked about him and she was like you know he's not nipsy to me you know this is like my brother and she was like sharing pictures of then when they were younger i was just like oh my god like this is just very upsetting it is to a lot of people that we haven't even heard from yet we'll be hearing nipsy stories to for years to come um just want to reiterate that like he funded his own label all money in no money out you know he built that partnership with atlantic records like two years ago, but like Nipsey had his own, he owns his own master. So if you're streaming, it's going to his people directly. And and another thing that I have to say is that people like also all y'all fans, Nipsey didn't get to where he was without having any fans. Exactly. Everybody know if you in hip hop, you know who you know Nipsey, who Hustle, Nipsey is. Hustle is. That's right. You know who Nipsey Hustle is. I know in my house alone, at least, and I might be lowballing, at least five out of the seven days of the week, Nipsey gets played in, right. in there. So everybody, everybody knows who Nipsey is, and especially in California, right? Can you, I mean, 
Can you imagine how they how people in Crenshaw feel? Yeah. So that's the thing that I I think I wish that people would kind of have a little more cooth about when they're speaking and sharing things because just because you're in Maine and you don't see why this is a big deal, people in Crenshaw feel differently. Yeah. So just be be mindful of what you're saying and if you don't have anything to add to the conversation that's positive or just be quiet. Yep. And let people let people grieve and let people honor his memory and do what they need to do to 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 deal with this. Yeah. Like how we're doing right now by talking about it on our show. And I did this not is, want to talk. I haven't really talked about it because it know. just upsets me. Like I couldn't even listen. To, I couldn't even listen to it because I'm like, it's just like, I just cannot believe that this has happened. You text me and I was just like, it, it's funny because you sent me a message and I don't know if you said like Several people got shot and Nipsey got shot or something like that. And one person has died. But whatever happened, the moment that I heard that one person had died, mm-hmm. I said, it's Nipsey. Well, what I in my heart, I, I said, in my heart, Nipsey. I felt it was him because they said six times. And if you if you know Nipsey, also, I mean, he ain't big as a minute. Right. So I was just like, that is a lot. And then it was like once to the head. And then I am not, you know, like I am not like I don't even like to watch videos of police brutality so all of this surveillance if i'm haven't seen any of that i don't want to see any of it but the first thing i saw was like this side by side and it was like a picture of nipsey with what he was wearing that day and then you couldn't see anything you could just see the do-rag and it was drenched Mm -hmm. so i was just like i mean i think that by being a nurse i'm it's kind of like a gift and a curse because that's all i needed to see Mm -hmm. i was like Six times in that, mm-hmm. I was like, and if he does make it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the same. Like I knew instantly, like this is this is pretty bad. Like I didn't have to, I didn't see any of the surveillance. I didn't see the CPR. People were sharing that stuff with Lauren London. Like, why do you want to see that? Why do you want to see people in why pain? Were they recording her. I don't know, but that's just and and the thing that frustrated me the most about it is that if you follow these people. You know how, I mean, like, I think she might be up there with Beyonce in the secrecy department because mm-hmm. she had whole three kids and you ain't never you seen her. You didn't even know didn't it. Didn't even know it. So for for even the videos of him, them attempting to resuscitate him, even that I feel like is just such a violation to their privacy. Mm-hmm. It just burns me up. It just burns. And I was just like, and I was like, if anybody... Sends me anything like that, you will get blocked. I do not want with, to see that. With a T on the end. You will get blocked. I had this conversation with my mom because I had a, a family member that passed away this morning. And I was talking to her about how when I've been in situations before with family who passes, I just feel like, I feel like when somebody is transitioning I just feel like that is such a private process. Yeah, it's intimate. It's very intimate. That I don't, I don't want to see. I, I have been with like very close family members, and when it gets to the point to where the family has to go in and it's getting to them last, I leave. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like the 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 kids, the person's parents, those people should be. I don't want to. I just feel like why do why. 
why should I have that right? Why right. should I get that privilege right. to see something like that? Right. I didn't, I don't feel like I, I don't feel it's like we, transition. Yeah, I don't feel like we earned those to see those moments, and so that's not something that I like to see. So I haven't seen even with Lauren and her. I know somebody said she was asking like, "Is he okay?" Or something like. I don't even want to see that. That is, it's just too intimate and it's too. I don't want to see it. Gotcha. And I feel like people should, if everybody was that, like everything is sensationalized. Why do you want to see somebody getting killed? Right. Why do you want to see that? That is traumatizing. Right. That is that is something that I will think about in my sleep. And so will I listen because <laughs> you are going in. Yeah, like I don't, I just think that people, people do not value life. They don't, they don't think about the sanctity of your being of your spirit right. I was gonna when say it when it leaves that. you know what i'm saying more when, of that yeah, yeah like we need to really think about that because everybody number gonna get called right and you don't want you wouldn't want that for you so i'm a chill okay because we two hours in okay i'm a chill because i'll go on and yes on. um but definitely just want to re- remind you guys like it's okay to mourn like if you're a fan it's okay um th- in essence that's what B and I are doing here on the show today like this is our way of trying to show respect and you know honoring um Nipsey's legacy and this won't be the last time that you hear us talk about him you know we'll post about him you know for however long to come and just um Whatever you need to do to be okay, just make sure you're doing that. So, and thanks for allowing us to share that with you. Um, so, as always, B, what inspired you or what's funny to you this week? Or both? Um, not too much funny. It's been a long week. Um, but one thing that has inspired me, and it's kind of like my good word of the day, I'm just going to mix it all up in there. Okay. Um, I have, I'm trying to catch up on a lot of shows, so I've been catching up on Queen Sugar, and everybody knows that that's like one of my favorite shows because of just how beautiful it is and how you can tell that with this show that there are people of color behind the camera because just the angles and the way that they shoot the actors and actresses in this show. Yes. But this past season has just been so, so full of wisdom. I think that's really the only way to put it. Just full of black elder wisdom. Okay. And so there is a gentleman on the show. His name is Prosper Denton. He's one of the farmers and he's older. And he's talking to one of the characters about, you know, just being... You know, just holding on to things and being stubborn and, you know, just not really being pliable when it comes to relationships and family and receiving love. And he says to her, he's like, you can either um, be distracted by your past or focus on the future. Mm -hmm. Like, those are your only two options. And I feel like sometimes we all get in that space where we're holding on to things or we feel like we're stuck because we're distracted by what's already behind us. And so I just feel like that inspired me to just be like, you know, think think on good things. Think on what's to come. Plan for what's to come. Focus on the future because what's already going to happen is there. Right. So it's no point in being distracted by it. It's no point in letting it be a hindrance. Like, just continue to move forward. So that is what inspired me this past week. I actually really like that. And I think I will adopt 
that um, in the coming weeks mm-hmm. see how I can incorporate that in my own life. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, one of the things that is, it made me feel good was uh, Slick Woods taking pictures with her mom. I don't mm-hmm. know why. That just makes me feel so good. Um, but what inspired me was Nipsey's mother. And, um, you know, I won't go into everything that she said, but she was encouraging. She's lost her son. And she was encouraging everybody else. Um, she started by saying, I thought this was so endearing because her first statement is, and you see students don't fear. Mm-hmm. Right then, a level of comfort. She said, when you live your life and you have God on your side, when God dwells inside of you, there is no fear. Everything is everything is." In perfect order. Everything is in the divine perfect order of our creator. And we have perfect peace. She went on to say, I have perfect peace and I have strength and I want to lift you up. Please do not stay down. Do not stay stuck because Nipsey is great. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have seen that or have an opportunity to see the rest of that, it is so beautiful. Just watching her in those moments mm-hmm. connects the dots on what or a piece of what made Nipsey so amazing, such an amazing human. You're like, if this, if you were raised around this, we get it. Mm-hmm. And I love how she said, you know, that her always inquisitive son, now he has all the answers to life. Yep. To, he has, to the all, secrets the, of he has all the answers to the secrets of life. He is now with the all-knowing. Mm-hmm. He knows it now. He sees it now. He has transitioned to the higher plane. He's an ancestor yep. now. She also talked about how when you're good to people and when you do right by people, you you look good. You look better. It's. I used to say that whenever I was like in high school, um, and not necessarily with regards to religion per se, but just people who try really hard to stay close to God and that they really want to treat people well, they have a different countenance. And so she was talking about how Nipsey had a certain countenance and how he glowed and how he he even smelled good. And I I don't gather that she meant like by way of cologne. It It is a difference. When you're good down on the inside, it comes through your pores. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. So, shout out to Nipsey's mother for just just being and being willing to share that piece um, with the rest of us. You've already shared your good word. Um, Shout out to my coworker, Marcus. Uh, Today, I don't know what I was saying, but it must have been some negative uh, self-talk. Because he just looked across the table at me and he said, our brains aren't built for us to get it exactly right every time. He was like, we're supposed to operate in approximates. And he's he's a very smart guy. Um, but he's, I don't think that he meant it's okay to be lazy. I think he genuinely meant exactly what he said. It's, we're supposed to operate in approximates. Uh, and I think that he meant to give yourself some grace when you're working towards your goals. So that was my takeaway and that's the takeaway that I wish to share with you guys. You got anything you don't want the people to forget this week? No, but when they talk to us next time, somebody would have had a birthday. Ah! <laughs>
<laughs> I do have a birthday coming up next Sunday. So, um, cash at PayPal. <laughs> oh, no. oh, uh, nah, just holler at me, give me a shout out, give me a hug, a high five, a pound. I'll take all of that. Share, subscribe. Yep, listen. that's my birthday present right there. That's her birthday present. Okay. okay? <laughs> <laughs> as a call to action, um, Listen, I think I do a pretty amazing job of loving as hard as I possibly can um, and feeling as much as I can. And I know that um, we get to do this consciousness like once, this life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that for me, I have to make it amazing with the people that I'm blessed. And I do mean blessed enough to do life with. Uh, love so hard that you don't have room for anything else. What happened to Nipsey feels so unfair. And if the community is so non-functional, whether immediately following his death or still, like right now, imagine how broken and incapacitated his family must feel. And I just want to say, like, may the spirit of Nipsey live on in each of our households. May we buy businesses. May we build homes. Um, May... Our homes be filled with love and may we continue to love on one another and grow together Mm -hmm. as a community. Just try really, really hard to love and feel as much as you possibly can. I promise it'll change your life and the lives of those that are around you. Yes, ma'am. You know, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If all hearts and minds are clear. Bonus was an amen. No, girl. I just want to make sure your heart and your mind is clear. (laughs) Yes, they're all clear. The marathon must continue. Don't forget that. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Until next time, we out.